So I was as I was recording, I realized, wait, when this episode goes up, it'll be April 1st, which is April Fool's Day. And I was wondering and asked myself, is it appropriate to even like be like, happy April Fool's Day or happy April Fool? And I just realized, I think the best thing we can do for each other right now is to be following the guidelines that have been set for by medical um, professionals and also try to live as normal as we can possibly um, live in the means that we have. Of course, our lives are going to change forever. Everything is changing. But at the same time, we should not stop trying to enjoy the small things in our life, like April Fool's Day. I'm not saying go out and, like, do pranks some people outside, but, like, keep your social distance. So still practice social distancing within reason. Um, but, yeah, tomorrow's April Fool's Day, when, which is when this episode goes up. So happy April, April Fool's Day. Yay! Hey there! Welcome to Purposefully Love, a podcast on life, faith, and encouragement. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode. This is being recorded on a Tuesday, so happy Tuesday. And you are, if you are waiting for it to drop on a Wednesday, then happy Wednesday to you. I hope you are doing well, I hope you are healthy. Um, I hope you're staying sane. <laughs> um, we actually, I live in Virginia, and we actually had um, amended from our state government, a governor, to stay inside. So it's no longer a recommendation, but a requirement. Um, well, that is what I've been doing for almost two weeks now. Uh, I, st- I work from home. Um, my eight to five job is now at home um and it's been interesting it's definitely been um bit of a learning curve i more than ever appreciate and understand what stay at mom stay at home moms do although one of my coworkers that who was a stay at home mom she said it's actually a bit more different because she was able to you know go out and um, go to a park with her daughter when she was a stay-at-home mom when her daughter was growing up. So it wasn't as bad as um, as a lot of us are experiencing now. But I'm not saying that being a stay-at-home mom is in any way easy. It is not. It is it's, it's a lot of work. And I really appreciate what stay-at-home moms do. And um, I really hope you're all staying safe. Um, I hope you're all using your common sense, not hoarding anything. Um, and are just using good judgment. Um, today's episode is one that I actually just decided on a bit of, I would not say last minute, but after watching um, the TV show Love is Blind, it just came to me and I was like, oh my goodness, a lot of this just seems so familiar. And I wanted to do an episode on love. Not just love, but like the idea of love in our society. It's been, it's so interesting to me. So I really wanted to do an episode on it. But before I dive in deeper, I do want to say a little prayer for us. Um, so yeah, let's bow our heads. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Actually, I am going to say 
one of the prayers that I've been using quite frequently, almost every morning. Um, here we go. Give us, Lord, a lively faith, a firm hope, a fervent charity, a love of you. Take from us all lukewarmness in meditation, dullness in prayer. Give us fervor and delight in thinking of you and your grace. Your tender compassion towards me. The things we pray for, good Lord, give us grace to labor for. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This prayer is of Sir Thomas More, 16th century. Um, and this version, I tried looking this version up, but I could not find it. Um, but it's on the Laudate um, app. Uh, it has so many different prayers. And this was just one of the morning ones that popped up when I was saying my morning prayer. And I just fell in love with it and decided to screenshot it and save it on my phone for other days. Um, when I wake up in the morning and just want to say a little morning prayer. Um, this has been my go-to for the last few uh, weeks now. And yeah. Uh, anyway, I hope you guys are excited for Easter Hope the Lenten season has been going well for you and you've been able to reflect and really just um, draw closer and deeper with Jesus Christ because we are in some strange times. <laughs> we really are. And it's really interesting to me because I often say um, a lot of the issues we have in today's world is because we live in a broken society. We live in a broken world. It is not perfect. It is not meant to be perfect. And that is the purpose of it. Um, I've, even sometimes I even think of it as a simulation. This is a simulation. This is not how it's going to be forever. It is just a simulation. Um, it, is, it has a beginning. It has an end. And it ends eventually. And we spend eternity with our maker, the maker of this beautiful, wonderful simulation we call life. And that's just... For me, that really excites and encourage me, encourages me daily when I'm going through hard patches, difficult times, and this thing we call life. And yeah, I really hope that kind of encourages you. And I hope today's episode in some way really encourages you and uplifts you. So yeah, anyway, if you haven't seen the episode or I'd rather the TV show Love is Blind. Highly, highly recommend. Um, the first season is on Netflix. I don't know if it's on any other um, platform, but um, my husband and I watched it on Netflix, and we thought it was interesting. He actually lost interest, so I ended up finishing it by myself. Sometimes that happens. He just He's not really into those th- kind of things. I think the people who are bachelor friends, bachelor bachelorette friend um uh fans who kind of sort of like this show um actually we watched we started watching it because we heard so many things about it. we decided oh we can, we're just gonna take a look and see what it's all about it was interesting it's a very interesting um test um experiment they call it experiment it's a very interesting experiment that they did and i think it really reveals a lot about our society now um so i just want to put out that i'm not in any way shape or form against what the experiment is about again uh 
science is a part of life and experiments are a part of that. And I think it just, it's, a, it's I think it's a learning thing for us as members of society to take a look at this and see the, the things we put value to in life when it comes to love, when it comes to friendship, when it comes to relationships, the things that we really seek in relationships. I think it, this just gives a great indication of that. So before I go deeper into anything, I wanted to do a little um, Q&A, not really Q&A, but just I have like these questions that I put on papers and cut them out in little strips, and I'm going to pull out four questions and do it. Um, when I have a husband with me, I would normally ask, I will, I will be the one asking him that question, the questions, or he'll be the one asking me the questions. So if you guys have any questions for us, please be sure to send those um on our Instagram and we will answer them or um, yeah, do a little Q&A section. Um, I'm going to try to do it on every other episode, uh, a little question Q&A here and there, or we can call rapid fire or something. Um, so yeah, so the first little strip of paper says, it says, if you could be any fictional character, who would you be? I this is very easy. I would be Kyoko uh, Mogami. Uh, she is a fictional character from Skip Beat. For any of you who are manga or anime fans, then you will completely understand this. <laughs> I went through a huge phase in uh, middle through high school where I actually yeah middle through high school where. Just fell in love with uh, reading manga books, and I still love reading manga books. And Skip Beat is my number one. If you haven't read it, highly recommend you read it. I am a romantic at heart, and yeah, I just love that uh, manga. Second question. Second question is, what were you? What were some of your favorite games to play when you were a kid? Uh, do you see any parallel to what you chose to do? As it, as you know, this is two parts. Ah, just kidding. We're just going to do the first part. Uh, so the first part, again, is what were you, some of your favorite games to play when you were a kid? So I was not one of those kids that um, had um, games to play with or toys or, like, building blocks or whatever. I was one of those kids that just like to spend time outdoor. Um, I spent a lot of time running after, like, the kids in my neighborhood and just climbing trees uh, I guess basically you could call it p- playing tag back then. I just, I loved and enjoyed running, so I would chase people around. It was, it was a thing. Yeah, it was the whole thing. I went through a whole phase, but yeah, that was it. Third question. Third question is, uh, what was your favorite toy as, wait, I think I just did this one. What the heck? Oh, wait. Oh, no, this is a different question. <laughs> just kidding, false alarm. Okay. So the third question is, what was your favorite toy as a kid that kids don't really play with now? And in parentheses, it says, if we have kids, should we try to find it for them? So this is one that um, I should so thought was really interesting that I did for I kind of for me and my husband to talk about for like games we play as um, kids and games. And out of those games, if we want to um, get for our kids to play with, I just thought it was really interesting. But then again, um, it's related to other question, which is really interesting. It's like a follow-up. But related to other question, again, I did not really play with any games. Um, 
but I'll have to ask my husband this one to see what he says differently. Um, there are games that I have like put in folders on my Google Drive that I would love to play with my kids and when I become a parent. But yeah, okay, we'll just explore that more later. So first question is, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Uh, obviously, the number one will be my grandfather. Uh, yeah, my grandfather loved that man to death. He passed away way back. Uh, it's been a couple of years. Uh, second person will be Jesus. And the third person will be Eve. I have a lot of questions for them. <laughs> As I'm sure a lot of people do. As you can imagine, I've got questions. So yeah, that is and that is the rapid fire. Um so yeah, let's take a little water break before we dive deeper in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, your girl is back. Deep breath. Let it out. Deep breaths, guys. Deep breath. Slowly but surely, we will all get through this. So I actually had to go back and record the part of April Fool's because, which is the first part you'll be hearing when you um, click on the podcast, because I realized in the middle of like my water break, I realized, wait, tomorrow's April 1st, and this episode has been recorded on um, March 31st. And I was like, oh my gosh, April, April Fool's Day. That is still a thing. And yeah, anyway, so that's what you're going to hear in the first thing when you click on the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> as you guys can tell, I'm very excited. <laughs> very energetic, as always. But today, as I was saying earlier, um, this episode, as you've see, as you seen on the title, is about love. Um, and love. Is love really blind? And I'm just going to say this is a lot of it is my opinion. I'm also going to back a lot of it up with like biblical verses. Um, but I'm also going to add that we can oftentimes really argue a point by backing it up with the resources that are av- available to us. I'm not saying that love is blind or love is not blind. I'm saying Here's what we have. It's up to you. But I'm also going to include my own opinion. What I think about the idea of love be blind. Love being blind. Um, so the first thing is, I wanted to look up Google's definition of the saying love is blind. At first, I had, for some odd reason, it just it came to me. And I was like doubting myself. Like, wait, what does it even mean? The phrase love is blind and I was like uh you know what let's go ahead and google it so I went ahead and googled it and this is what it has to say um let me see love is blind definition so just look up on google love is blind definition and this is what comes up from google when you google it it says phrase of love proverb loving someone who makes you and able to see their faults. Uh, and then it gives like this sentence and quotes. I don't see why he bothered with her. But then love is blind. So for me. I went ahead and clicked on. People also ask on the bottom of it. says. Why is the meaning of the saying love is blind? 
And it says, a girl might say love is blind, meaning that she's got the heart for the wrong guy. Uh, or we use it in a not-so-nice way to refer to loving someone who is, all, who is, shall we say, less than attractive. Love is blind because we don't care how a person looks. And I think it's really interesting to start with the world's definition, definition of what love is. Um, because, again, even though we are often told not to um, be, not to, to be a part, to not see those part of the world, even though we live in it, to, but not to like really be a part of it, but like to live in it, but not be a part of it. Um, I might be saying that um, code wrong, but I really wanted to start off, off what that definition is, because I was kind of questioning myself when I thought of that, of what my idea of love is blind the idea is and then what the um google actually says it is so there's that and then i'm gonna talk about what i think the bible tells us about love so we have questions like is love blind and the first verse that i want to talk about is one that we all kind of know. A lot of us probably have stickers of this verse or refer to this verse on our Instagram um, description or wherever that little oh, Instagram, Instagram bio. There we go. That's what the word is. Instagram bio. But here is the verse. It is 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 through 7. Um, so I'm just going to read read out loud even though a lot of us already know and i'm holding my physical bible so sorry if, if the pages are crinkling um but i'm, I'm going to read it out loud so this is first corinthian uh verse 13 4 through 7 it says love is patient and kind love is not jealous or boastful it's not arrogant or rude love does not insist on its own way it's not a irritable, oh my goodness, I can speak, sorry guys, irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes in all things, hopes all things, endure all things. And I want to say, um, 1 Corinthians 13 uh, verse at the very beginning, depending on what ver- what um what translation you're reading the, the verse from, it says love never ends, and that is Thirteen Corinthians uh, verse eight. Thirteen First Corinthians verse third. Sorry, First Corinthians verse thirteen eight. It's in the very first part of it, it just says love never ends, and I think. I just wanted to throw that in there, but I I actually remember someone saying, or actually seeing this quote that you should take away love in the in this verse and put put in the place of love your spouse or your partner's name and then say it. If it's true, then you know you have found a gem. It's a their blessing. Their blessing. But I can honestly say to you, it's very rare, not impossible, but very rare for 
I, at least in speaking for myself, it is very rare to find someone who actually all of this love is patient, love is kind, love does not get jealous or boastful, and and so so forth and so on. It's very difficult to find a partner who has all this all these attributes and is true to them. And I'm speaking for myself. I can honestly say. Not all of this ring true to me, and I think that is really important to put that out there. Um, but I also want to add when you take away love and put God or Jesus, all of that is true because love, God is love, and love is God. Um, he Jesus showed us exactly what love is. His sacrifice is what love is, and I and there and I want to quote other bad verses on what love is, like First Corinthians sixteen verse for sixteen fourteen. Let all that you do be done in love, um, and I think it's important to know that God sees all things; He knows all things. Um, and he's not blind to all the things that are happening in our world. He's not blind to our flaws. He's not blind to our shortcomings. He knows them. He made us. He knows of our flaws. And he's not blinded to what we are, who we are, what we look like, um, our personalities, our flaws. And he's not blinded to any of those. And he is a definition of love. He sees our flaws and our insecurities, and yet he still loves us. So in that perspective, I would say love is not blind. God is not blinded um, to our flaws. He does not turn an eye and say, oh, well, they're perfect, you know? Um, And I think it's important to realize that we are imperfect. We are not perfect, but we are perfectly flawed the way we are and God loves us despite that despite being flawed I think it's important for us to not put out the idea that love is blind so you know what it's so totally fine you know you can totally what so what he curses you out so what he's cute and you would go out with him no 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 absolutely not because for me when I think of the idea of love is blind it's kind of like oh he treats you bad in some way but he still treats you well in some other ways that's not the kind of idea you want to put out there it's important to realize that when you're saying things like love is blind it's like saying you're going to accept some parts of someone but other parts you're not willing to accept it I think it's important to know that if you're willing to love someone you have to be willing to love them entirely entirely as who they are um and I just love them halfway because that's what God does for us that's what this that's the example God gives us about love he tells us he loves us he doesn't say he loves he doesn't say oh Janet I love your smile but everything else is just eh. then tell us oh look Matthew I love that you're great at sports but everything else is like oh sorry um so I think that is really the part that I really want to highlight right there um because the word of God has a very important definition when it comes to love there are so many positive 
uh, verses when it, that are surround that are about love and Jesus died on the cross is the ultimate definition of love for us. So again replace love and read it so if i'm replacing love in the code love is blind it'll be jesus is blind or god is blind and that almost sounds blasphemous to say god is blind or jesus is blind it's actually kind of ridiculous because god sees all things he knows all things he is all things so to be like oh god is blind or love is blind it's kind of like uh um, it, it limits who God is, and that's not what we want to do. We don't want to limit who God is in our mind or in the mind of other people around us. So I think it's really important for us to keep an open mind when watching shows like Love is Blind or even shows like um, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, uh, because there are these new ways of people finding love in today's society that are just not what we're used to. And it brings new challenges. It brings new um, ways of thinking where we are watching these things. We need to be careful about trying to explain and understand love through these types of TV shows. Because the TV shows are not meant to... Um, so Most of the time, they're not meant to be educational. They're not meant to make you think, hmm, hmm, I wonder. Uh, and that's the... That's the not so great side of this type of TV shows and entertainments that we have now in society is a lot of them are not trying to get us to think about the bigger picture, the bigger things in life. Although I will say there are parts of watching Love is Blind that had me thinking, like, for example, that got me to do this episode, for example, and it did make me think. Um, but I will say when I used to watch The Bachelorette, none of it like was educational to me or made me think about doing an episode on it now if I did do an episode on The Bachelor probably to complain about a lot of things but that's not educational or helping anyone anyway um so I think it's important for us to be really careful when watching shows like Love is Blind and trying to understand the meaning of love through these shows these TV shows are not the typical, the normal way of understand what love is. If you really want to understand what love is, if you want to know that love is blind, read the Bible. Read your Bible, child. If you look at me calling people child when I'm a child myself. But anyway, if you want to understand what the Bible talks, what, what the Bible has to say about love, read it. Don't go watch TV shows to help you understand what love is. It's not going to help. It's not, I promise you. Because uh, I will tell you, I did finish all of season one. Uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'm just going to say a few times, spoiler alert. Uh, two people got married. And other people did not. So, I mean, again, it was an experiment. So it had its flaws. It was not perfect. Uh, people if some people did find love we never know if those things are actually genuine or not but again take it with a grain of salt um also want you to remember to take into mind the society we live into in today yes outward appearances are more important to some people now more than it did before 
Yes, as a global society, we are more selfish now. Uh, more ever, more than ever before, we have so many superficial things, i.e., fake eyelashes, uh, fake eyebrows, fake breasts, etc. The list goes on. There's just so much that we are trying to compensate for, um, and I'm, I'm not saying or pointing finger to anyone, but we need to be careful about. What we are putting out there, what we are absorbing when it comes to love. If you, if you, if you go on this type of TV shows to try and understand the type of things you should be looking for when it comes to relationships, I will advise you to really do your research, um, really think it through, talk to other people in your life. Um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say there were not lessons I did not learn from watching Love is Blind. There were a lot of lessons I learned from there. Um well for me for sure is that appearances are superficial. Uh but it also depends on the person. For some people it's like, oh yeah, I don't care what you look like. Uh I may I you know I build a deep connection with you. This is who I want to spend my life with. And um one thing I want to say is my one of my favorite character, um, my character, yeah, characters are TV show. It's a TV show. They're characters, but um, one of my favorite couples is an interracial couple, and it really reminded me of my husband and myself. I, I am black, African, straight from Togo, um, African American, or. Togol is American, however you want to say it. And my husband is American. He is Caucasian. And for me, he is, or rather, I am the first in my family to marry outside of my, um, outside of my, um, where am I, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Outside of my, um, uh, culture. Yeah, outside of my culture. Um, and I think it's still a bit of a new thing for society, the idea that you can marry someone who is does not look anything like you, uh, skin color-wise or even personality-wise, interest-wise. Uh, it just so happens that you might realize you shell out in common with someone more than you do not. And I think the moral of this show is to make us think and realize the things that we really focus on. Do you focus on appearances? Do you want, do you, are you that person who wants, who's always looked for guys who are like six foot tall, uh, athletic, uh, blue eyes or brown eyes or black eyes or with like long hair, mustache or no mustache or wherever. And it's not to say you should not, be attracted to someone before you build a relationship and eventually marry them. That's not what I'm saying. You should. It's actually is important to be physically attracted to your partner. That is a part of um, marrying someone. You should be physically attracted to the person. But that's not. Say, I'm not saying that's the only thing you should be focused on. You should be focused on so many different characteristics. Are you? Or are you? You should be looking. I'm saying you should you should and that's what what I was looking for. I was looking for a man of God, someone who I could pray with, someone that I could um, build a family with, and those those 
two qualities were more important to me than physical appearance. And I can honestly tell you, when I was praying for a husband, I remember almost like it was yesterday. I remember saying and praying to God and saying, Father, I pray that I pray for a man who is a Catholic that I can pray with. And everything else will fall into place. Let me tell you, I was not specific enough. Because <laughs> I did. I got a Catholic man that I could that I can play with, that I can pray with, that I can laugh with, um, that I see myself building a family with. But there were also other different qualities now that I'm married that I realized maybe I should have been a little bit more specific about. Now, I'm not saying anything any other than that. <laughs> I love my husband, my husband to death. He is my soulmate. He is my forever partner. But there are qualities. Again, we are all flawed. We are all human. Uh, we are all imperfect. So there's going to be qualities in your partner that you're probably like, oh, Jesus. And that is what it is for me is, you know, just small things. So you're like, oh my gosh, do not learn the dishwasher properly. Uh-huh. These are small, superficial things that you can get be- you can get past. But I think it's important to make sure that again, I mentioned this in previous episodes, podcasts of the podcast. You should agree on the bigger things. You should agree on, for example, how many children you want. Do you want children? Um, the income. Who's going to be working? Um, who's going to be staying at home with the kids? Those bigger things you need to be able to agree on those things before you move forward. Those are those are the important big things. I mean, there's a long list of different big important things to agree on before you move forth with being parents. But that's my point: is the big things you should agree on. It's not the most superficial things. Appearance should be a second thing um, to anything else. Um, we live in a society that has a very distorted image of what love is, and it is actually pretty sad when you think about it. We have this very superficial idea of what love is supposed to be, and because we live in a broken society, and sometimes for us, for some of us, it is coming straight from a family, our background that gives us an idea of what love should be opposed to what love actually is. And I strongly, more than anything, encourage you to read your Bible when it comes to what love is, especially the first Corinthian, the first Corinthian verse 13, um, 4 through 7. Please replace the name of anyone in your life, anyone in your family, anyone in your relationship, um, their name in the in the place of love and ask yourself, is this person truly who I want to be around? Is this person someone I want in my life? Because more than ever in this time, reflecting, it makes it makes me realize I want to be sure that the people that I surround myself with or people that are encouraging, uplifting, loving, patient, um, who are again from the verse, who are kind who are not jealous, who are not boastful in the wrong ways, who are not arrogant or rude, who are not insisting in their own way, who are not irritable or resentful, who do not rejoice in who do not rejoice in wrongdoings. 
um, who are able to bear things, believe all things, and hope in all things, and endure all things, especially in difficult times. Because, believe it or not, misery loves company. If you're surrounding yourself with miserable people, you're going to feel miserable yourself a lot often. But if you're surrounding yourself with people who are uplifting, loving, who are encouraging, and who seek, genuinely seek the, seek the best for you, you're going to have a great um, every day is going to be wonderful. Every day is going to be uplifting. Every day is going to be great, joyful. I'm not saying every day is going to be perfect. No, every day is not going to be perfect. Believe me, I know. But every day is going to have something good in it because you're surrounding yourself with good people. So I end up, you know, diverging and going into people, <laughs> which is so odd because I didn't think I was going to end up go in that direction but i wanted to give you a few more other verses that are about love um in the bible and one of my favorite one is um first peter 4 8 it is it says above all keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins and i think this verse is really important because again it is also eluded and First Corinthians, uh, verse 13, 1 through 3. And I'm going to read it to you guys. It says, If I speak in the tongue of men and of angels, but have now love, I am a noisy gong on a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver body to if I deliver my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. And I think these two verses together are saying or giving us similar similar and very very similar messages. It's the fact that you can do anything, you can be a life-save, a doctor who has the ability to save life and are able to do that. But if you don't have love in your life, if you are hateful toward other people, then you, you essentially, you're not doing any good. If you're, like, if for example, I love to give up my time on the weekends. That's one thing I absolutely love to do and I absolutely hate miss doing is giving of my time to community service so for example if i'm doing that and i go around saying oh i hate these people oh i hate this person oh i hate this i hate that i hate that blah blah, blah. and i have no love in my heart all that community service all that hour i'm spending in my community is doing nothing it's absolutely doing nothing because i'm not doing it out of love i'm doing it out of obligation rather than love um, it's important for us to realize that love is behind so much that we do in life. If love is not behind a lot of things we do in life, a lot of the things we do will become really boring, really tiresome, really fast. Because without having that foundation for why we do certain things, we get tired of doing it. We get really resentful of doing certain things 
So it's important to analyze and reevaluate why you're doing certain things. It's important to analyze, reevaluate why you're with someone. Um, ask yourself, why am I with so-and-so? What am I hoping to gain for from this relationship with this so-and-so? Even ask your partner, like, be like, babe, why are we together? Um, why are we hoping to gain from this? Because I will tell you, the number one thing you can say that's to me in my mind that would be wrong is saying I'm with this person because I love them. Well, honey, you can love a lot of things. You can love fish. You can love dogs. You can love cats. I love my cats, by the way. I love my cats. You can love sandwiches. You can love Dairy Queens, uh, ice cream. You can love so many multitude of things. But when it comes to real relationships, we need deeper. We need more. We need more than just love. Uh, because while love is strong and faithful, we as humans, we are fragile, um, we are flawed, we are inconsistent, even though we might try to be consistent. Um, so we need more than to just tell someone we love them. We need to show them in our action. Um, going back to First Corinthians verse 13, 4 through 7. Show them in your action. Show them by not being resentful. Show them by not being jealous. Um, show them by being kind. Show them by being um, the, the rock and being strong for them in difficult times. Show them by the way you live your life. It's important for us to realize that. Um, yeah, I, I kind of almost feel like I should just title this episode First Corinthians <laughs> verse 13. <laughs> I almost feel like that's what I need to do. But anyway, before um, I close this, I'm just going to say a short prayer um, for all of us. So, yeah, let us bow our heads. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, Lord, for opening our hearts, for opening our minds. Thank you, Father, for giving me the words, the wisdom, the understanding, um, the, the courage to go on air and speak my truth, speak my mind, um, speak in your speak your word. The word you have given us to encourage, uplift, um, and to really strengthen us. Thank you, Father, for being our foundation, our strength, strength, strength. Oh, I can't speak. Our stronghold in this um, difficult times. Thank you, Father, for giving us uh, wisdom to understand what is being told to us, to understand what is being shared with us, to um, really protect. Not only ourselves, but our neighbors, our friends, our um, family, and um, those around us. Um, thank you, Father, for giving us this moment in time to slow down, to spend time with family and friends, to spend time with those that we truly care about, to check in with those we truly care about that we haven't maybe had the chance to do so in a long time. Thank you, Father, for slowing us down. Thank you for giving us this gift. We pray for those who are. Um, affected by the coronavirus. Uh, we pray for those families who are affected by coronavirus. We pray for our health care providers. We pray for our friends and family neighbors. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it in- encouraging, uplifting, um, Hang in there um, and just know that it'll all be okay. 
we will all be okay. This too shall pass. And I hope to see to hear you or see you or hear from you uh, on my Instagram or on my Facebook. Um, catch me there whenever. So yeah, I'll catch you later. Bye.